The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Former Sticks founding member Dennis DeYoung doesn't owe the music business or his fans anything with several best-selling singles and albums over the years, including Lady, Come Sail Away, Too Much Time on My Hands, and the albums like Equinox, Crystal Ball, and The Grand Illusion, but he is about to release Volume 2 of his latest LP titled 26 East which is a nod to his childhood address. He collaborated with Jim Peterick of Ides of March and Survivor fame, and even grabbed Rage Against the Machine guitarist Tom Morello to play on their new single. Right now, I've got Dennis DeYoung on the line from his home in Chicago. Hey, Jim. Dennis, welcome back to the show. It's always great to talk to a Chicago land boy. Always good to talk to you, and we're hoping what we're doing here in Vegas does not stay there. We wanted to spread worldwide. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm originally from Racine, Wisconsin. Saw you guys many times early on before everything kind of broke wide open for you. Memorial Hall. Exactly. sweat in December. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't too long after that, though, that things just kind of blasted off. You were on the Grand Illusion Tour. The Edgar Winter Group opened for you at the Milwaukee Arena. Just a tremendous show. Well, thank you. Um, you know, Edgar, he's uh, he was was he doing that Frankenstein thing then? I forget what he was doing. Yes, he was. But yeah. Yeah. You know, listen, um, yeah. Yeah. We've had uh, being in Sticks, the joy of my life uh, professionally. It's, it was an incredible ride. And now with the release of, on June 11th, of my, my last studio album, uh, 26E's Volume 2, uh, I say to all my fans, thank you for giving me a great life. And here's my last go-round at this music that I helped create. And, uh, of course, right now, <clears throat> the most recent single is a, a song called The Last Guitar Hero featuring oh, yeah. uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. So uh, I'm trying to go out with a, a bit of a bang and a flourish. You are indeed. The Last Guitar Hero is really good. And how did you hook up with Tom Morello? Well, Adam Sander, who's a fan, as you probably know, of Sticks. Yeah. Um, he asked me. He asked me to come out to his Hanukkah Christmas party and sing. He had a bunch, of, a lot of big names. People came out and did it. And uh, that night, uh, Tom was there, and uh, my guitar player August said, "Would you like to meet Dennis?" He said, "Yes." And um, so I met Tom. We 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 talked. We hit it off. He told me that he had been a, a Sticks fan and they'd come to see the Paradise Theater tour and the Kilroy was here tour. You know, he lived, he grew up outside Chicago. Yeah. From Texas is from. <clears throat> so I thought, wow, the guy in Region Machine likes me. Who <laughs> knew that was going to happen? <laughs> so when, uh, you know, really, you go, wow. So, uh, okay, so um, Jim Peter, can I write the song, The Last Guitar Hero? And I'm thinking, okay, who can I get to play on this? Who might be The Last Guitar Hero? So um, I remember I'd met Tom four years ago. I uh, sent him the song. He loved it. He said, I'm in. I'll do it. Just like that. So that, That's so great. Yeah. Tom, and Tom has such a distinct style. You can hear, you know, that it is Tom Morello playing. But also, people should consider the fact that you sound as good as you ever have. And, and Dennis, it's interesting because I, I recently talked to Colin Blundstone of The Zombies. 
And he reminds me a little bit of you in that his voice sounds as good as ever. He's a guy who never did drugs. He never smoked. And he also trained with a Broadway coach back in the day, which I guess has taken him far. It just reminded me a lot of you and your style. Well, I think the secret ingredient there is to respect the gift you've been given. So by not smoking and doing drugs and drinking, you're, you're increasing your odds to have a longer career. The more you abuse yourself, because when you're in your 20s and 30s, you think nothing can happen to you. You're never going to die. The better off you're going to be when you hit, like right now, I'm 74. I can still go, lady, when you're with me, I'm smiling. <laughs> yes. I can still do that. I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in my family room, talk, you know, singing to you on, a, uh, on an iPhone, for goodness sake. And that's only because if you get something in life that's of a value to you, you should really uh, respect it. Yeah, and by the way, on the new album, Dennis, uh, I I really love the song, Your Saving Grace. The thought of it reminds me a little bit of What Is Life by George Harrison. Well, you're a smart man. That is my favorite song on the record. Uh, I'm getting ready to do a video. It's going to be the next release, probably in the middle of June. Um. It's the one that means the most to me. You know, as a songwriter, you write a lot of songs. And every once in a while, something you write strikes such a chord with you, the writer, uh, that the minute it comes up on, on the shuffle and it plays, you go, oh, yeah, that's why I do what I do. So you're a very smart guy. <laughs> well, it's obvious that your collaboration with Jim Peterick is is working. What is it about Jim and you together that kind of got the creative juices going? I think it's his purple hair. Jim lives three blocks from me, uh, and uh, we've known each other a lot of time, a, lo- a long time. And when he he called me, like, I don't know, 2017, 2017, 18, and he, he was trying to talk me into making another album, studio album, uh, for Frontiers, who had offered me the chance. And I just said, why would I do that? You know, that's how, that's pretty much my, my theory on the whole thing. And so he kept, he kept saying, Dan, no, the world needs your music. I said, Jim, have the world text me because I don't buy it. Yeah. But uh, he, talked me into do, he talked me into doing it. So I'm glad I did. There's two volumes, 2060s Volume 1, 2060s Volume 2, which has just been released. Um, I got to say goodbye to my fans who have given me and my family such a wonderful life. Uh, I got the wave rather than just kind of evaporating. Uh, I, I made my last musical statements. So this volume two, which comes out in June 11th is my, my, my last uh, studio album. I'll, I'll continue the tour. I hope to be back on the road next year. God willing in the creek don't leak. Cause I, I, I hear there's something going around. I, I read about it in the papers. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm. You know, I'm not going to. Uh, I, I'm not going to Fort Lauderdale to sit on a beach. Uh, I'm just uh, not going to really want to make any more entire albums because it's a lot of work. And in this day and age, uh, albums are kind of they're not, they're not held in the same esteem as they that they used to be. And the audience, which has grown grown older because I'm old, um, you know, they, they are in love with the music of their youth, of which I was a part. And that's the music they want to hear. So when I, even when I play my concerts, you know, 80% of it or more of it has to be dedicated 
to the fact that th- that those that's the music they want to hear. It's obvious you do it for yourself then, and but what because these two volumes turned out so well, they're so brilliant. Do you think Peterick's going to come back to you in a year or two and say, "Look, we got to do this again. That was fun." He he may, but I'll have to take him to the woodshed and spank him. <laughs> right. Here's the thing: I mixed every note on these last two albums by myself. Did you hear what I just said? I mixed it. Yeah. I produced it. I sang. I played. I engineered. It's a lot of work for somebody my age. And quite frankly, I people say, Dennis, you but people have been saying to me in the nicest way, "You can't let this be your last album. Please don't." And I say, I, "This is sim- simple." If you will go out and buy 250,000 copies, then the rest of the company <laughs> yeah. will be happy to get more money to make another one. This is, it's a business transaction, and regardless of what happens, I don't need the money. This is not a money deal. In the beginning, it was never for money. You do it because you want to be on the damn radio as a kid. You saw the Beatles, like me, and you said, I got to, be, I got to get me some of that. Right, so you form your own band, and you do the best you can. But it's all about communicating, making a connection with people, and you want to do it through the radio. That was always the joy of it all. The sitting in your car to this day, but I'm going over to buy groceries once a week <laughs> with my mask on. Uh-huh. If my one of my songs comes on, I, it, it, this this your day is made. It's made. That's why you do it. If that can't happen anymore. You know, the, the the ambition that you have at 20 is not the same at 74. By the way, when you and J.Y. put Lady together, what was it that WLS saw and eventually broke that song that no one else saw? Because you had a lot of turndowns with that one, right? Well, I wrote <clears throat> I wrote Lady for the very first Styx album, and, and the producer of that album, in his infinite misjudgment, said, well, keep it for the second album. Now, I wasn't a songwriter, per se. I was in a cover band. So Lady was the first song I ever wrote by myself and sang on a record. And when it first came out, it was a complete stiff. Only three stations played it. So two and a half years later, WLS decided they were, they were going to play the song. Um, and it was a complete and total shock. But they played it. If they, if they hadn't have played it, if they didn't take that uh, that opportunity and risk, you, I wouldn't be talking to you on this phone. You'd have never known who Sticks was. We'd have evaporated it, uh, into the ether after our fourth album because we just hadn't had any record success. You know, like I tell people, what does it take to be successful? I said, dumb, stupid luck is really an important uh, commodity ingredient in it. You should have some talent. You should be willing to work harder than everybody else. And, but you need the universe to spin in your direction. And it did. And that's why I'm still here talking to you. By the way, Dennis, before I let you go, back in the day, one of my favorite albums by Styx was Equinox. But did it do well in the States? Because it, it almost seemed like it disappeared not too long after it was released. But what a great album. It was our breakthrough album. After Lady was a hit, um, I knew what the people wanted from Styx. I didn't always. But they made six, two, which I wrote five of the seven songs on, made it gold. And they made Lady a hit. Fans did. I said, oh, this is what they like about us. So uh, we put together Equinox under my direction. Uh, I'm a songwriter and lead singer in seven of the eight tracks. And I love the record. And then when it came up, 
we were with A&M Records, our first record with them. A&M really kind of dropped the ball on it. We sold around 350,000 copies, which was very respectable in those days. But it didn't do what I thought it was. And then we recorded Crystal Ball, and it did less. And then Grand Delusion with Come Sail Away broke, broke the windows, opened the sash, threw out the doors, up the chimney we went. <laughs> and then people went back and found the Sticks catalog. And my friend, Equinox is down over two and a half million copies. Yeah. So it was just, you know, they call it the music business for a reason. There's music and then there's the business. People, if people don't know of your music and aren't made aware of it, you don't have a chance to succeed. Dennis DeYoung's last guitar hero and Isle of Misanthrope all, uh, you know, on all the streaming services. The album 26 East, Volume 2, out June 11th. And, uh, you know, we hope to have you back here in Las Vegas uh, sometime soon, as long as you're touring again. We always love to see you, Dennis. And, and good luck with everything. It was great catching up with you. Thanks, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, coming to Vegas and staying, but not too long. You got that right. All right. Thanks, Dennis. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Like Dennis said, he doesn't need the work, but man, when you've got a voice that sounds as good as his still does, we're glad that he's going to hit the road again soon. Remember, 26 East, Volume 2 is coming soon. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.